Uh, I don't blame you. It's like, it's now my fourth time watching that movie uh, since uh, showing it to her. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but I my friend Morgan. So, yeah, it's like, it's, it's a good movie. Definitely gets better the more you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> of that was air that I was inhaling. <laughs> Hold on, let me see if it's like... Uh... Okay, I think this is a good little oh addition to the podcast. Oh, yes. Which... The... Hold on. I'm oh. gonna try something and uh, see if it works. Uh... Okay, this will work, because uh, then I don't have to use a... Then I don't have to worry about the pop filter. Which, uh... Mom! Is the microphone, it sounds like, so, it sounds like a, a puppy in the backyard dying. <laughs> is that going to be a problem? No, that's not going to be a problem. Okay, good. Might be a fun little Easter egg for people to discover, like, what is going on behind them? <laughs> I said, like, it was her mom. <laughs> is that a problem? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Anyways. Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, the new podcast uh, um, hosted by me, Eric Chappell, and today I am joined by uh, my co-host and very good friend, uh, the one who motivated me to get this shit going on the road to begin with. I'm joined by Melissa Leach. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and uh, off in the background, uh, might occasionally step in if she overhears it, is uh, our mother, Maya Leach. <laughs> Uh, my Taylor. <laughs> yeah. My Taylor. My bad. <laughs> Nothing, just uh, introducing you. <laughs> She's waving. Anyways, uh, so, if anyone's wondering uh, what the podcast is, uh, what we're going over today, it's like, well, uh, let me just uh, first off and uh, explain some things to people. Uh, some people who follow me on Instagram uh, want to know it's like why I've kind of like uh, slowed down on movie reviews, especially uh, within this year. And you know, truth be told, is uh, I I've just been kind of feeling burnt out from like constantly writing reviews, and like also, you know, when it comes to worrying about spoilers, it's like it can get a little bit heavy just trying to like uh, focus uh, or. Uh, be detailed about like uh, what uh, what not to spoil and what to bring up. Whereas like the more uh, and Melissa's felt the same way. Where it's like we feel like if uh, doing more of a podcast, just talking about like uh, movies we haven't seen for the first time or movies we've uh, really grown to appreciate over the course of our lives, it's like we feel like that's just a little bit easier for us. So uh, we're gonna see how that works. And also, uh, if there's anything any interesting topics that uh, we might have. Uh, differing opinions on uh, uh, then we'll see where that goes and so well, besides uh, the fact that I'm sorry but critiquing films at a point just kind of felt like a chore mm-hmm. and it and because of that just didn't feel I guess that fun anymore yeah we're just like uh, constantly judging uh, different films on a different scale and always like having to make comparisons uh between certain ones of like that probably don't have like anything to do with one another it's like 
That can get a little bit uh, strenuous sometimes. So. Well, besides that, and you gotta realize, or to, I, I don't know how many people listening to this have experienced this or not, but when you're coming from the film critic's point of view, when you're... Just turn up the game real quick. Uh, go on. When you're critiquing films, often at times you're being sent films that are not exactly popular or mainstream or literally are just getting out to the surface and I'm sorry a lot of them I'm just gonna say are shit <laughs> they're not good oh um, trust me I've got the big shit list to go over uh, very few of the films I've I've done film critiquing what since last March and to be honest with you it just got old yeah, my legacy, um, um, or, or legacy, <laughs> I guess uh, my time started uh, with uh, film dire- uh, film reviewing, I'd say as far back as like December of 2010. And Yeah, uh, you definitely have been at it longer than I have. It just, it got, and mind you, keep in mind, I always knew I didn't want to be a film critic. I just, it was something I did because I was told to just try it Right. by a friend who already was doing it. And by a couple of other people who told me, oh, just give it a shot. Despite the fact that I already knew prior that I didn't want to be a film critic. And I knew that based on a film film course I took in college. And really just trying it solidified my feelings of, I don't want to do this forever. And like I said, it's not exactly, it doesn't exactly feel good when you're critiquing a film that someone's really put poured their heart and soul into and when you're saying it's not exactly good it's just you feel bad at least i know i do right to a certain point and honestly that's just like i said it, it gets it gets old but i mean there's a lot of films i don't know for some reason just doing a podcast to me felt a little bit better since there's, in my eyes, a bit more option with topics that you can discuss and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. So it's a little bit more freeing, in my opinion, less, and it can possibly turn less, less into a chore. And there are sometimes be uh, some things that you want to address that you don't know exactly how to get on the written word. Which... Oh yeah, definitely. The, the yeah. Word, the, the word uh, uh, writer's block is definitely a thing when, when it comes to film critiquing. That's another part, a problem near the end was... I really just stopped doing that because, quite frankly, I got tired of not knowing what to say after a while. Because you're trying to be original, but you feel like you've already written your best work. It just it got it, mm-hmm. it gets old, especially when you're watching a, a a slew of mediocre films, oh, God, it, yeah. and uh, you're writing the same thing. Like, I thought this guy did fine, but it's like I don't know really how fine. It's like. Uh, like, you don't know how to describe it. Like, uh, uh, what's a good example? Uh, you know, it's like, especially like a lot of the festival films where it's like, you know, everyone's passionate about it. Like, oh, this is so prestige and honorable. And you're like, I guess, but I don't really give a damn. That, and in all honesty, I don't know about you, but I got more films that were mediocre or shit than I did that were actually decently good. Mm-hmm. 
and eventually you just get burnout from like seeing the same oh, yeah. thing over and over again. Oh, yeah. Then it's like you start to realize it's like, look, I can probably appreciate something that this probably did that was a lot uh, more maybe revolutionary or progressive, but it's like when you're seeing the same thing from like other studio and older studio, it's like it can get a little tiring. Like, uh, for example, um, back in 2014, uh, the remake of Robocop came out and, uh, uh, I've had some people in my family tell me it's like they absolutely did not like that remake and I was looking at it through the perspective of someone who had just seen like really uh, some really awful stuff like uh, The Legend of Hercules which was one of the two Hercules films that not not the one with Dwayne Johnson but the other one with the, one of the guys from Twilight Oh, Kellen Lutz Yes, I, uh, I'm actually surprised you knew which one I was talking about <laughs> Um I uh, know his. Not, I don't personally know his wife, but I've seen some like things on YouTube because she has her own YouTube channel. Does she? And she has her own blog. Ah. Um, but I've seen a couple of her uh, the recipes that she's done. Because hmm. I I watch a lot of cooking videos on YouTube. For me, for some reason, they're just really really calming, and kind of and um meditational and therapeutic yeah. to watch and I came across one of her recipes in the past I think it was for cookies that she was doing but yeah that's yeah okay I'll definitely have to check out that because I, I was not aware of that huh yeah. she seems nice <laughs> but yeah it's like a, I had just seen like a slew of really dumb bad films in the beginning of 2014 that it's like by the time I got to seeing Robocop that I was like well, it it's it's okay, I guess. I mean, it didn't make me angry. Mm. So it's like I didn't have the same kind of rage as other people did because like I'd just been so exposed to the same thing happening over and over again that I just felt kind of numb to it. So it could probably be something like that, like especially with like a lot of Disney films that mm. people say are like revolutionary, like I really do appreciate Coco, but it's like, uh, with the whole twist film thing, it's like, that was a trope they were using in other films that, for 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 general audiences, it can really work, but for someone like me who is seeing a pattern with Disney films, it got, it, it kind of ruined it for me. Mm. I mean, okay. I still love it, it's just that I feel like some, it, some details kind of, I don't know, just kind of ruined it for me. I don't know, I guess we can we can add another uh, episode of, of pros and cons of being a film critic, but <laughs> let's get yeah. on to the actual yes, meat uh, of this episode here. Yes, speaking of which, it's like, <laughs> in terms of films that, uh, um, yeah, I guess it's like in terms of, uh, this can also relate to in terms of films of, uh, you know, when, when if you see a lot of certain films like you could definitely be prepared for something or know what's coming for something mm -hmm. and that's definitely the case with today's film uh uncut gems mm. now uh for anyone who wants to know uh a little bit of history a backstory talking about uncut gems uh i know it's 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 been around for like since christmas for a lot of people but for those who don't know and it's on Netflix, so go watch it uh, first if you are eager to see it. But for right now, let me go into a little bit of brief history here. So, now, for anyone who knows anything about the Safdie oh brothers or their first film, Good Time, 
you will definitely know the kind of film that Uncut Gems is going to be. So there's going to be like a lot of very strong edits, high tension, anxiety, beyond anyone's belief. And, and that was something that really caught... Uh, a lot of people off guard when that when that film first opened up at Cannes that uh, it was just people were raving about it crazy and the fact that it wasn't there were there weren't that many Oscar nominations or any award nominations was kind of surprising but what ended up happening was that film caught the attention of Adam Sandler who had been um, who for the past 10 years since I believe Funny People he was uh, he was being uh, he was he was in a movie called Funny People. Yes, he was in a movie called Funny People. It was like uh, <laughs> it was one of the films that a lot of people raved about. One like his like big dramatic roles that really uh, took pe- critics off guard. And uh, sorry, this is where my sarcasm is coming into play. What's that about? <laughs> um, funny People. Yeah, basically, Funny People is a uh, well. We'll talk about <laughs> stupid sarcasm. Okay, I'll I'll real quick say it's like funny people is where adam sandler basically plays a comedian sort of uh, based on himself where he's like he's done a lot of really cheesy movies and mm-hmm. uh there's a uh, he ends up getting some help from like uh, seth broken who plays his best friend and there's like a there's a lot of different twists that apparently are in it but apparently the trailer spoils it so i'll just uh kind of say like he's trying to re uh, f- uh, fix up his life with a few people and that he's kind of burned bridges with I'm not going to say what I want to say. Right. But anyways, going back to... But it's like, at the time that movie was coming out, um, he uh, was... Uh, one of the scripts he was offered was Uncut Gems by the Safdie Brothers. And this had been something that they've been trying to pitch him for over the course of ten years. But um, according to his... Uh, according to Sandler uh, through Conan O'Brien, he had talked about how... Uh, his agent had said, it's like, yeah, you don't want to do this piece of shit. And what ended up happening was that uh, it turns out that was the script, Uncut Gems, that they had been pressuring to get him to do for a long time now. And I think at one point, uh, if they weren't going to get him, I think they were considering like maybe Jonah Hill or John Turturro at the time uh, instead. Uh, I remember those two names were brought up. Um, but after Good Time came out, it's like Sandler was like, you know what? Let's do this. Uh, and, uh, you know, and you had mentioned to me at one point that he was uh, possibly doing that sort of film as uh, for awards benefits. Because uh, I know he was sort of joking. I, I know he was uh, joking about that after the film came out when uh, um, Ben made some heavy buzz uh, when it released. I just, because uh, I was mentioning that, because... Um... I'll I'll go over that when we when we mention um, I'll go over that later. Okay then. Um, so when Uncut Gems now my first exposure to Uncut Gems was this uh, I had heard about it uh, after I heard the announcement that Adam Sandler was going to be hosting Saturday Night Live, which was the first time that he had ever done that before since he had been fired uh, back in uh, back in the nineties. So it was kind of a big deal. I was like. Wait, what is he? Because I knew he had the stand-up special, uh, uh, 100% uh, fresh. I think it's, I think that's what it's called. Uh, but I figured it was promoting that. But it, as I was going through the list of films coming out in 2019, I realized Uncut Gems was on, w- was on the slate for like uh, 
at first it was the uh, August, and then it uh, got delayed to like Christmas of that year. So it was like it became one of those films that I became truly intrigued by. Like I, I wouldn't say I didn't start anticipating it until the trailer came out, but it's like. It, from hearing about it at first, it was like one of those things that definitely got me intrigued thinking about it, because, I mean, especially nowadays, it's like you never know when anything's gonna come out now, and where. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, what was your first exposure to to the, <laughs> to the film in general? Um, I think mine may be a little bit uh, on the funnier side, which is um, ironic given that Adam Sandler's known for comedy, so this will be a little bit Ironic, um, but it was when I was working for. Actually, I can't even say was still. Yeah, I mean, even though they're not open, um, working at Regal Theaters. Remember seeing months prior to it actually being released in films. I remember seeing um, the poster for it. And mind you, I don't even remember the title of the movie on the poster the movie poster itself mm. I just remember real, realized when I saw that it was Adam Sandler because I didn't even recognize him at first in the poster and then when I realized it was him I was like okay apparently he's in another movie um, and I was intrigued by that but I wasn't necessarily sure what it was about and I didn't even know how to figure that out because obviously the freaking title wasn't even on the movie poster so that was maybe a little bit i think it was it was just like really obscured though well i did not know that <laughs> anyway okay <laughs> it's not an attack just <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I... um but uh when it actually finally came out and mind you at the time I, this is where, where you're mentioning the, the whole mm-hmm. um, him talking about it and I think festivals or something like that. Mm-hmm. I had overheard, I think, I, or at least I saw interviews that he had done where he claimed if he doesn't win an Oscar for his next movie role, he's going to purposely make a film that's bad. <laughs> and my first thought was, is that the film he's talking about? Is that like the bad film? Because I'm not gonna lie, from the movie poster, I was like, this kind of looks like a shit film. I'm not gonna lie. I think that interview might have come out after the film was like in wide release, because uh, I think at the time he had just gotten the. I think I, I think he just got the nomination for like uh, the Independent Spirit Awards and uh, for the uh, Critics Choice Awards, which is. You know, it's like, I, I, I have more faith in like, you know, predicting where the Academy's gonna lie with like those. Uh, with those award shows than I do, like, say, the Golden Globes or uh, Screen Actors Guild Awards sometimes. Um, but, uh, yeah, after after that, um, when I actually... <laughs> this is where it gets up. I hate comical people. Uh, when it actually finally came out in theaters mm-hmm. and I started doing theater checks, <laughs> um, without prior context or knowledge of what the film is about or what his character is mm-hmm. or anything else in the movie, I was doing theater checks in my very first <laughs> introduction to the movie was seeing the scene in this film. If you don't want to hear spoilers, don't listen to this, uh, or at least skip past it or whatever. <laughs> but um, Don't worry, I'll give an indication. Uh, but... Uh, it was basically him 
in a closet looking at his phone. Okay, I think that's a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, watching a woman, and I, I literally, without any context as to what his relationship was with this woman, he just looked like a creepy-ass stalker. <laughs> and all I thought was, okay, I'm done. I don't need to watch this film. <laughs> because it just creeped me out so badly, and I'm like, what the hell is this? Well, to be fair, it's like, it's... You know, the more I think about it, it's like, the more I realize, it's like, you know, I, he may have, uh, yeah, it's like, the end, uh, the way it's directed is definitely uncomfortable, but then I realize it's like, he's gotten away with a lot worse stuff in some movies, like, I think back to, like, uh, the film That's My Boy, and I'm just thinking of the context of, like, you know, it's like, a student, uh, you know, getting his teacher knocked up. Oh, uh, God, and this, the, the, the ancestral relationship... With his between his wife, or his, 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 or his son's, son's his son's fiance, fiance and her brother. Oh uh, yeah, so it's like I kind of had that indication of like, you know, what he's 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 gotten he's done worse. He has he has had but darker, give, darker give, given that I didn't know what the context of his relationship was with this right. woman and uncut gems. Yeah, that I was like, that kind of raises a few red flags. Yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> And then, fast forward to months later, being told by a co-worker that, oh, it's really good, because after him telling me, asking me what movies I didn't want to see in theater, and me saying Uncut Gems, and asking me why, telling him why, and he tell, t- telling me, oh, that's really good, yeah, I don't care, I don't want to watch it. Yeah, uh, uh, for me, I think my first... Uh... Yeah, I think uh, for me, when I finally got the chance to side, it's like I already heard uh, a lot of people kind of give the general impression of like what it is, and so um, I had kind of expected it's like okay, this causes a lot of anxiety for some people, and it is uh, from what I've seen, it definitely looks like it's a claustrophobic environment, so kind of expect that. So I, I had to take I had to take a few mental. Mm-hmm. Uh, Breaths, and uh, that was actually what I ended up uh, seeing as uh, my uh, New Year's Eve movie. I do have to say, though, just to kind of rephrase what I was um, mentioning before, I, in my eyes, I wasn't, I was willing to see it, just not on in the theater. I didn't want to waste a free ticket yeah, I on think a movie that, that I, I was already put off by from doing theater checks. Right. So. Uh, yeah. I, if, in yeah. that kind of context, it's like I can understand. It's like, because a lot of people were saying it's uh, even, there were even people who uh, uh, who did recommend it that kind of said, it's like, uh, you know, this is probably good, but it's like, I probably waited until like, it's on uh, Netflix as it now is, uh, cons- uh, saying it's, uh, yeah, it causes like, a lot of anxiety, so... Keep in mind, Uncut Gems is not the only film I said that to, but it definitely was one of them. I was like, you know what, I don't want to spend a free ticket uh, on, on this movie. I'll see it on Netflix. Yeah. So. I mean, to then, each their own. It's like some people, yeah. I, I guess I'm kind of one of those people who's like, okay, I'll see it in theater. So that way it's like, this is my main focus and I'll get it done and out of the way quick. Uh, mm. And... Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely one of those films where I do agree where it's like in the because there is a lot of stuff uh, from because uh, I'm not gonna lie I watched this uh, before ever seeing Good Time on Netflix so uh, mm-hmm. 
and this is definitely one of those films where it's like if you're you definitely need to watch it like a couple more times to appreciate it but it's like if you're one of those people who's like having trouble uh watching it the first time then it's like i can understand how this isn't gonna be for you considering it got me pretty anxious and i've seen a lot of films that have made me anxious over the years like i mean hell i've sat through hereditary and i've argued that's like a contender for the scariest movie i've ever seen hereditary yeah hereditary Hmm. that's a yeah um yeah that was basically my my first um introduction to the film Okay. And basically, for those who don't know what the film is about, uh, since we finally reached that point, uh, uh, Adam Sandler plays Howard Ratner, a pawn shop dealer who, in the Diamond District of New York, circa 2012, um, and he's trying to sell this uh, rare opal gemstone to a uh, big-time athlete and also clear up his debts, which he's running out of time with paying. That's basically the sum it up. Uh, there's a lot more chaos that ensues, uh, but we'll leave that up to you if you want to watch it. I mean, anyone, if anyone's, I'm pretty sure anyone with Netflix has probably checked it out at this point, especially considering uh, there are some certain details about the history of uh, the casting with this that I think definitely some people will probably piqued interest in, uh, particularly like in the cast uh, in in this film. We have uh, Kevin Garrett who. I gotta admit, does a pretty good job for, uh, uh, from an acting point. Like, even though he's playing himself, it's like, he does a good job, like, getting in that mindset of, like, how he was back in 2012. So, that, I gotta give him props there. But, originally, he was, I don't know if he was the original choice, uh, the first choice, but, but one of the other people uh, asked was Kobe Bryant. Mm. And, uh, considering, you know, he tragically died this year, it's like, that, I would imagine that was that'd be something that would pique a lot of people's interest. Like, wait, Kobe Bryant was once considered for this. Like, I gotta check this out and see how it is. And uh, I don't know if LeBron James was also offered into it, but I imagine like you know several different basketball players. But um, <clears throat> uh, it it only would probably be like those who were like famous at the time of you know considering this film has been like because uh, I'd imagine this film went through, uh, stopped going through different drafts since it's like it takes place in 2012 and you know with how they said that they've been pushing Sandler to do this film for like 10 years I'd imagine like they stopped making drafts after 2012 so um yeah and I would imagine like making this a period piece definitely would make this an interesting challenge mm-hmm. but considering film has uh, definitely gotten to a certain point uh over the course of the decade I guess it got it, I guess it wasn't as uh, challenging as it would be to, like, make a film in, like, uh, the 80s or 90s today, I guess. Or, mm. hell, even the early 2000s, even. Okay. I, I kind of went off uh, a little bit. No, about, it's, it's um, all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, just knowing about those fascinating details, like, definitely got me interested. Um... Uh, and yeah, I gotta say, um, for, a dramatic, for probably the first, like, really intense thriller I've seen from Adam Sandler, it's like, he, uh, I gotta say, the Safdie brothers really knew how to write to, like, some of the characters that he's, uh, best known for. Like, there are some traits where it's like, they really tapped, like, okay, I know he 
they probably were thinking it's like okay I know he could probably give that kind of delivery with this line or so forth so yeah it's definitely seeing uh, just how uh, I don't know what, what's your take uh, what was your take on it going in uh, or no, no, don't worry. Uh, now I lost my place. Um, when I first saw it on Netflix, because um, mind you, I kind of had to split my viewing uh, with it halfway since I was late watching it late at night on Netflix. Um, yeah. And you would only watch it the one time. Yeah. Um, once was enough for me, trust me. Mm-hmm. Um. Let me start off by saying this. I can understand why people may like the film. Mm-hmm. Um, however, personally, for me, it's just not for me. Um, because I, I think the problem with me was was the the way the plot was. It just seemed like the information was very very scattered yeah um you had to it it didn't feel properly structured Mm -hmm. um and the way the story was presented and projected felt um like you couldn't really get a grasp on the overall story um it just felt very um when they it, it, it kind of felt like when you were watching the film once you got down one aspect of it and you you realized what part of the movie was about or what this relationships to this character is like or um anything regarding the storyline or the plot and you've What's the word I'm looking for? Collected that data and you have, um, it started to retain that information and understand the story. They throw something else at you and you're, it's, it's like a constant guessing game of, okay, or that and constant thing game of, okay, what am I watching? Yeah, you kind of felt like it was focusing more on the chaoticness of the yeah. world as opposed to like where the direction, uh, where the where the main goal was supposed to be. And when you're, because when you're watching Cut Gems, you're seeing all these characters who are not entirely explained and until later. You're not, you're really not mm-hmm. told what the relationship is between these characters, stuff like that. It's just like, okay, yeah. I think who the... are you to him? What is your relationship to that person? And it makes it so confusing. And already living in a situation where things are already uncertain and chaotic, it helps me personally to know that I'm watching, I I personally prefer to watch stuff, whether it's a movie or a TV show, that I can get solid ground with, and I can go through the story. Yeah, I think the best comparison I can make to it is that it definitely feels like it's trying to emulate uh, Robert Altman films, because, uh, like you said, it's like, uh, there's just like a lot of times where it's like, it's hard to focus on where it's going, and like, 
you know, with some of the films that I have seen from Robert Altman, like Popeye and Nashville, uh, he tends to like have like uh, try to get a lot of things going at the same time to like kind of make it feel a little bit more realistic. Whereas like, as opposed to mm. like you know most films where it's like they try to make it seem like okay look you're only focusing and hearing on like this one scenario you're not having like anyone else like screaming to your ear right now or uh yeah and uh like i said uh the when yeah because like what you said about like how it was like a little sometimes it could, could get a little bit hard to follow it's like uh in terms of structure, mm-hmm. it, it definitely falls back to, like, what I said about, like, how and they they're, probably... And they're throwing so much at you at once. Yeah, like, it God. felt like... Yeah, because it's, like, it felt like they stopped writing uh, drafts for it back in 2012, and it's, like, uh, the different ideas that they did have were, like, just kind of left there, but they uh, didn't have any way to when it comes write, to it, mo- uh, write it out. When it comes to movies, one movie that I'm actually thinking of in which it's similar to that, but not... In- entirely the same but very much like kind of like the essence is um have you ever seen uh uh the movie uh the gentleman with matthew mcconaughey um did that uh the one that came out this year uh i think either this year or last year i think it came out this year i think i know what you're talking about i yeah i didn't see that yet the i won't spoil anything for you in all honesty i really couldn't because that is a yet another movie where you really have to pay attention mm-hmm. even if you were to fall asleep for five minutes you would be lost <laughs> i'm not even joking because so much information is being thrown at you and every single second you're getting a new character uh you have to kind of understand the background with what's what these characters are dealing with and stuff like that. And some people may be actually put off. Actually, some people... Spoiler, do not see Uncut Gems or The, Gentleman's, or the Gentleman if you are um, sensitive to language. Mm. Because, trust me when I say this, both movies... Uh, you're gonna be getting the F word flying out all over the place. Oh yeah, I mean, I kind of expect that with any R-rated movie at this and point. And with the gentleman, if you are sensitive to hearing the uh, word, um, I'm just gonna put out there, cunt. Do not watch it. They well, say it like every five freaking seconds. Well, it is Guy Ritchie, so it's like I kind of the British are more common for or more common to use that word. It, that's just culturally speaking. But some people, but I don't understand your point. Some people may not know that, so it's like if you're sensitive to either right. of those two words, do not watch either film, um, because trust me, you're gonna get a shitload of swear <laughs> swear words, especially the f word. We, yeah, it's like, look, it's like we don't need people complaining about Adult Swim. It's like it's called Adult Swim for a reason. <laughs> people don't let your kids watch it if you feel uncomfortable by it. <laughs> but um. Yeah, it's just like I said. There's, there's. It's when it comes to the uncut gems, it's just much like the gentleman. There's just so much. Although I will admit, the gentleman, um, it's a little bit easier to grasp and actually have your footing down than with uncut gems because it's just it's all over the place with uncut gems. Right. So I think that was one of my main issues was just the fact that there was no, you didn't feel like you were you were stable on stable footing watching the movie mm-hmm. well even then it's like uh 
I think that's, yeah, it's like, that can really definitely set people off, but it's like, to some people, it's like, I can understand, it's like, why they would have it directed like that, especially considering it's like, they want to make the audience feel as claustrophobic and uh, as uncomfortable as our main character, uh, Howard, and how, you know, it's like, uh, it constantly makes it feel, uh, I think the claustrophobia kind of helps, like, adding the feeling of, like, how it's like, you know, in this part of town when uh, you're always going to have a chip on your shoulder someone's always going to be looking uh hunting you down to make sure you're on track i don't necessarily know if i felt anxious or i know i know a lot of people who who left that theater of uncut gems who did say they constantly felt anxious for me i can't oh i did i can't say i felt anxious it was really just frustrated and annoyed because i wasn't i couldn't tell what was going on I couldn't tell the relationship between the characters until the very end and I'm like okay now I feel like I need to watch this again just to understand what the hell's going on and I don't want to (laughs) (laughs) because I'm already frustrated yeah it's like I want it's like I want it's like kind of like with my mom where it's like she um where I was showing her Jordan Peele's Us and it's like she wanted to stop halfway through but then after a while she's like I need to know what happens. <laughs> I gotta finish it. It's just, it's, it's, to me, that's frustrating when you're trying to understand the character, the story, the yeah. plot, and to me, it's just so unstable and so unstructured that you can't follow along and you don't have proper footing along with the story. Yeah. So, that, that, that's my main issue with, with, because it, admittedly, Cinematography was good. Oh yeah, the cinematography was actually incredible. Like the because like know. especially, uh, well, uh, for me I looked at it because like uh, as someone who's like uh, taking classes on cinematography and knowing how like uh, you know you got to keep someone in like a certain position and like know their exact movements about uh, where they're gonna move to make sure they are always in focus. It's like that can be a frustrating thing. So it's like to always like that that was a detail that i thought was really interesting how it's like no the characters are constantly bobbing back and forth between fields of vision so it's like the fact that they were able to like keep a consistent focus for a good majority of it because like bear in mind i've only seen it twice once in the theaters and once on my phone on a bus ride (laughs) so i might be a little hesitant i may need to rewatch it to see if the cinematography the camera work is as good as i remember um but I think at least from, like, that detail, uh, that's what really impressed me. And, um, and again, it's, like, it, uh, with a lot of close-ups and especially in, like, a lot of cars, it's, like, it mm. definitely and uh, That's where it definitely adds to the claustrophobia. Especially with some of the stuff that they do in this movie. Like, holy crap. But uh, that... Sandler goes through a lot of hell in this movie. And uh, it's, oh, God, yes. Um, yeah. That and... I will admit the acting is good. Mm-hmm. I'm not sh- quite sure. I agree that it's his best role because well, I will admit I have seen him in his, some of com- some of his comedies that he really did pull out a really good performance. Oh yeah, I yeah I I agree with you in that aspect, and you know a lot of critics and those uh, with those films were like grow up. But um, well, let me ask you this: yeah. uh, Do you feel like he? In this and uncut gems, do you feel like he? You, do you feel like the talk about him possibly with an Oscar nomination? Do you do you feel like that was 
do you would you believe that or do you feel like nah I feel like no um I mean it wasn't horrible I mean honestly I, I, I can't say his acting was horrible I've I've want to say I've probably seen him in worse yes I mean I definitely can see it. I definitely <laughs> can say I've seen him in worse but I just don't I don't quite know if it was his best performance. Right, but, yeah. Um, but well, I mean, I mean, it's definitely hard to, like, narrow, like, uh, yeah, I definitely do see a couple more of his films to, like, really determine, like, what is the best, like, I, I should I think that's, And English. I think, honestly, that's probably the reason why I'm so hesitant to say it is because I know the films that I have seen from him, but I'm sure that there's other things that he's been in that I haven't seen yet. Right. Um, like, uh, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, I can't say I would be angry if he won an Oscar for Uncut Gems. I just don't know if I would agree on, on it being his best performance. That's understandable. So, I mean, yeah, it wasn't horrible. I just, I, I don't know if I agree, agree with, with the sentiment of the many who are saying that, so... Yeah, but then again, there's also a lot of other very talented actors, uh, in, that actors in that movie, um, like Lakeith Stanfield as uh, one of his co-workers. Well, that even like uh, Idina Menzel. Yeah, Idina Menzel was fantastic in this. Um, she she was absolutely wonderful. <laughs> um, a funny detail about it is that uh, his kids actually begged uh, to come on set and actually uh, to. He's actually made it so it's like he doesn't want his kids to see this movie until like they're older to handle it a little easier. I can't say I blame him for that. Yeah, but at the same time, they like they begged him to be on to like for the uh, for them to be on set the day they that he was working with the Dana Menzel on the the scene where she's uh, it's the scene where it's like uh, they're at an in laws house and mm. uh, she's trying on old clothes. It's, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's the scene in the trailer where it's like he's saying it's like come on, give me another shot. It's like, uh, that was the scene that he, uh, that they were, uh, present for because it's like they had just loved Frozen and were just begging to be, at least for that one moment. So it's like, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't say I blame them for that, but I can't blame him for them not, him not wanting them to be a part of the film. Oh yeah, this would yeah, I mean, it's, it's just yeah. like, I, I think I think even for me, it's like, this is, this would be a kind of film where it's like, if I was doing it, I'd tell my kids, like, um, I think you need a little bit of time before that. Well, besides that, that to me is, is kind of like actors or actresses who are told, who've done risky roles and are told, are you going to show this to your, to, to your kids? And kind of like <laughs> Kate, Kate Winslet in Titanic, it's like... Uh, yeah. I don't know if because I and I know exactly the the scene that she's talking about when she says, "Yeah, I haven't seen, I haven't shown them that yet." I'm like, yeah, I, I don't blame you for that. You know, funny enough, after seeing her uh, on an interview with Seth Meyers, it's like after Cameron Diaz talked about having a recent baby, I'm just thinking of like, wait, so you ended your career on a remake of Annie and a film called Sex Tape. <laughs> Which, that's another story entirely, but it's like, that, um, yeah, going back to Uncut Gems, uh, 
Uh, but it's like uh, one thing. Another thing I loved about that scene was that watching it a second time, like even though it was on my phone, it's like I could still like I got an idea of like how she really did feel, like not just being done with this bullshit, but it's like, look, I know you've also been a con artist for a long time, and it's like at this point, it's just kind of pathetic, but also really funny. It's like you. I'm sorry, go on. I was about to say I have to ask. Is there a way we can pause this? Uh yeah. Hold on. Uh, just uh. Okay, let's go again. Uh, sorry, we had to pause a little bit. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? Um, yeah, definitely. It's something a, about uncut gems. <laughs> right. Uh, we were on uh, David Menzel, and uh, I was thinking it's like uh, also another thing that it's like uh, when, uh, some of the actors that were uh, some of more supporting uh, extras, like uh, the guys who were playing the thugs. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, they were actually real life bodyguards, and this was like a one of their like first major uh, roles for some of them. That's interesting. Yeah, because apparently uh, they talk. Uh, there was talk about how like uh, they actually almost nearly choked out Adam Sandler to death. <laughs> like, I heard about yeah, that. Yeah, that was like oh oh wow. It's like mm. maybe it, maybe he was actually serious about making that bad enough film because it's like hey, I nearly died for you sons of bitches. You better get me my award. I think you need to win an Oscar for Adam Sandler impersonation because that's not bad. Well, thank you very much. I've been practicing for years. <laughs> oh, God, you're smart ass. Okay. <laughs> I've been put in front of the TV too much. That's not a bad thing. Or maybe it is. I don't know. It's not his fault you can't read. <laughs> oh. oh, Lord. But yeah, uh, actually going into that, that also bring. Uh, I think I think that would actually kind of be one of uh, the things I wanted to bring up is that uh, some of the reaction that the film got publicly, because like you know, we both kind of have our differing thoughts about it. It's like I'm really uh, like I, I I'm anxious about it, but it's like at the same time, it's like I understand from a technical aspect uh, why it's appreciated, and you know, being someone who is a little tech savvy, it's like I I do. I do still like it, and it's like, I do. But it is one of those films where I'm not eager to watch it immediately. It's, uh, it'd be, like, one of those rare moments where it's, like, unless I'm, like, showing it to somebody that was, like, begging me to see it, I'd be like, okay, I'll show it to you. Um, I definitely don't, I mean, I can definitely understand why people like it. Mm -hmm. I'm just, like I said, I'm on the the fence of, I don't care for it, because it's, it's, it's got elements, and... When it comes to storyline, it's just it's the kind of movie that I don't really care for. Right, and um, you know, with the push to get this thing nominated at the Oscars, like that was the one thing that really uh, surprised me was that uh, you would have thought with a film like this getting as much uh, talk as much as it was, you would have thought it would have been an easy awards contender. But I guess it was just more of a talk, uh, more people talking about it than them actually seeing it considering it does give anxiety so i can understand in that aspect where it probably might have been nom- nom- nominated because not many people saw it but there's also another category of people who just like are just have this obvious bias that they're not even hiding any hiding anymore that they just straight up just don't like certain actors for certain move for their careers altogether mm-hmm. and just won't even give their new stuff a chance like and it does kind of piss me off because it's like I 
did used to be one of those people, but it's like I kind of grew up kind of, you know, I didn't like Jonah Hill at first, but it's like I kind of grew up and was like, okay, I'll watch Django Unchained, I'll watch Wolf of Wall Street, I'll watch uh, these other films, and it's like, you know what, I grew to like him a little bit more, so it's like I grew to, or even Tom Cruise in that sense, it's like sometimes I can be like on again, off again with him, but it's like sometimes he'll put out something where I'm like really impressed and you know, he'll put out films like The Mummy where I'm like, I want to bury you in a box and never let you out. Mm. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm... He did the, the Mummy movie? Yeah, Tom Cruise did. I must... Oh, wait, I think I actually may have... I don't know. Honestly, when they were recreating <laughs> that movie, I think... At the time, I when I found out that they weren't putting Brendan Fraser in there, I was like, "Yeah, no." Which is weird because they do reference that those movies happen. So I'm like, "Okay, what universe are we in?" And it's like, "What number film is this? Is this the first Mummy movie or is this the fourth? Mm. It's like make up your goddamn mind, people. <laughs> but yeah, when it comes to Adam Sandler, it wasn't. Um, it was weird seeing him in something that wasn't comedy, but I'm not necessarily um, placing him in a, he should only do comedy and that's it. No. Um, because like I said, I can completely understand why some people might say he did really well with drama and, and yeah. stuff like that. Which is a, also a hard conundrum because some people say it's like, Oh, I don't like your comedies. Maybe if you do drama or prestige stuff, maybe I'll consider it. And then it's like when they do stuff, do that stuff, it's like, no, I still don't like you. And I'm like, oh, eat a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just with, 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 with me, I definitely... The fact that it's Adam Sandler was actually making me think, okay, this might be a movie that I might want to give a chance to, but it was just, it was just the storyline... Like I said, acting-wise, he wasn't bad. Um, I just didn't care for storyline, plot, and just the way it was edited together. I didn't care for the editing, really, um, and and the unstableness of of everything. But if I saw him in something else that was more drama and not comedy, I I would still give it a chance. I I wouldn't down it just because of the fact that I didn't care for Uncut Gems. Because, mm-hmm. like, so the Uncut Gems part, with Uncut Gems, it was the factor of things not pertaining to his acting. So, yeah. Uh, agree to disagree in that case. Because that, <laughs> I mean, I, I think also from looking at it from, like, uh, you know, how, like, some people tend to, like, uh, describe Adam Sandler as, like, the way he pr- produces his movies, thinking it's like, oh, it's just, like, an excuse to, like, take vacation. or mm. And some people, like, kind of, like, think of him in a negative light sense so that so it's like i think that might have been like the aspect that i was thinking of like uh of the safety brothers using his uh uh acting to his best advantage because like you know it's like he can easily pull off being like both charming and like also just going off like a second mm-hmm. so you know maybe it's like with that mindset it's like i i, I can also understand like where people really do appreciate it um but that and also I was uh, have seen some of his dramas beforehand, like um, uh, Men, Women, and Children, uh, which I saw years ago. It's like it's still one of my favorite movies. Uh, you know, he has a 
really it's an ensemble film uh multiple different storylines but his uh it has an ending that really did take me off guard that i was like okay so i mean it's you definitely feel like it's like okay you're still a prick but it's like i can at least thank you for being an adult in that sense but i don't know it's like it's one of those weird things it's like you you I don't know how to describe it. It's like it definitely has like an interesting like take uh, take whatever feeling you get from it. I think for me, I'm just thinking I haven't. I think it, it might take picking a um, different drama, or that maybe this just wasn't the right drama for me to see hmm. him in. Well, he's also done a film uh, uh, where he plays a. The widower of a like a nine eleven uh, killed family and rain over mm. me. I think that's another good drama to check out. So yeah, like so I definitely wasn't put off from watching him in further dramas, but yeah, this 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 film just wasn't wasn't for me personally. But like I said, it had had nothing to do really with his acting and more just to do with with the chaoticness of the plot and the storyline. So right, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, take it for what it is. Uh, let, uh, for those of you, if you haven't seen Uncut Gems yet, uh, definitely give it a watch on Netflix. And or don't if you don't care for it. <laughs> yeah, it's on Netflix. So uh, if you have an account, if you have an account, that's uh, up to you. Uh, same thing with all. Uh, same thing with Gone with the Wind. It's like watch it your own choice. <laughs> yeah, if you if you do great, if not, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And uh, if for those of you who have seen Uncut Gems, uh, let us know below, and uh, we'll let see. us know who you agree with. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, who do you side with? N- not 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 a competition, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just a smart ass here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but with that, uh, this uh, wraps up the first episode of So What Did You Talk About? So. Uh, that's what we talked about with Uncut Gems, and uh, until then, we'll uh, talk to you next time. Take care. Thank you. Have a good night.